Welcome Torch fam, and all you, you guys coming in to Torch of Fantasy Basketball. Oh, uh, happy Thanksgiving for all you guys who celebrated out there. This week we're going to be going over a gut check, which I'll explain later. Fantasy news, Dynasty Leagues, um, what's optimal to playing them, uh, fun stats to know, and then just my weekly updates on just streaming. Um, before we get started, I want to give a shout out um, to Socks because I'm thankful for Socks this year. It's so cold out here in Cali, and if you like Socks, you should wear them. They really just, they're a game changer. And if you really like them, subscribe, review this podcast. Okay, thanks, bye. Hello, what up? My name is KE. I'm a fantasy basketball nerd trying to come out on top in my fantasy league this year. I believe in strategies and mindsets over a hot take and evaluating this game by diving deeper into the stats while trying to spot out any X-factors for these players. I'm just trying to guide everyone towards a bomb time playing this year, myself included. Without further ado, let's get it. Yeah, so I'm going to start out talking for this podcast um, just about how my team's doing. Yeah, let's just start, let's start there. Let's, how's my team doing? So, so far, in I am in two leagues this year. It's not that many, but might be to other people. Who knows? I lost Curry in both of them. And in one league, I'm doing pretty damn well, uh, considering all the early season pickups I've done. And in the other league, I'm just eating poop. Just lots of poop. Every week, just more poop. Some of the biggest differences that I'm seeing between this is... Okay, so first of all, in my Torch League, the league that I'm torching the competition in, um, but also it's my torch of friendship league. Um, I am I'm doing really well because I had very good pickups at the beginning of the year, and um, waivers typically get drier as the as the season goes on. Um, but because it's an eight team league, most players that are available to me on the waiver are all pretty good, so can't really go wrong. Um, was able to salvage whatever was on the waiver to at least reform at least a, some semblance of a team the biggest problem in my poop league is not only that my players are hurt but the guys in that league are absolutely hounding the waivers so i cannot pick anything to save my life but also y'all need to stop you thirsty vultures damn okay so my question that y'all should answer but most of you won't why should I answer this guy? Who does he think he is? It's me, your friend KE. Uh, right. So my question is, is fantasy fun this year despite winning or losing? And this is just a gut check. Don't think too long. Just first thing you think of. If, if you weren't winning or losing, doesn't matter. Are you having fun? Outside of the injuries, if there weren't any injuries on any of my teams... I think I'd be having a bomb-ass time right now. But, because of them, not so much. The games that we've seen so far have been pretty epic. There are just certain teams and players that no one expected to do this well. Like, this well. So quickly at the beginning of the season. And watching the top teams um, in the NBA landscape kind of settle, letting the dust settle, and watching the top teams play each other has been actually very enjoyable and just seeing how 
um, teams are adjusting to different matchups is very fun. The reason I asked that earlier question, so <clears throat> if you're not having fun, why aren't you having fun? If it's relating to winning or losing, and you lose every week, of course you're going to have a bad time. Uh, just There's no two ways about it. So I guess for all my friends who are listening out there, um, pick one thing that you guys enjoy about fantasy basketball and just do it for like an hour this week. Yeah? Just like, just do it. Just do it. Just do it for an hour. Watch a game. I don't know. Stream. Make a trade. If you're going to spend more time investing in fantasy, though, um, I would try to figure out what you need before you decide to make any crazy rash trades or decisions. And in order for you guys to make good decisions, y'all need to be informed. And this is where we get into NBA news. All right, all right, all right. So what happened this week in NBA news? Um, James Harden dropped 60 and commentators were giving him shit because he wanted to drop two more points. He was two points away from a career high and the, the commentator was giving him all hell about it. And he was like, why, like, why does this guy want to score more? I mean, at the time, the Rockets were destroying the Hawks by 50. Um, personally, I don't see why not just let him score a few more points. It's a long season. Um, and every player deserves to be a little selfish, especially if you're a player as good as Harden. Then again, it, it was at Hawks Arena, and the commentators were Hawks commentators, so I don't see, I kind of see why they might have been um, miffed by the whole thing. Luca Trey doing work. That's, that's it. <laughs> They're doing work. Um, Jamal Murray had a, a bit of a flub this week. Uh, he there was seconds left in the game and he dribbled under the basket and um they, they ran out of time uh, the nuggets lost to sacramento which you think is a slap in the face but sacramento is actually doing really well this um coming into the the second bend of week six they're still missing De'Aaron fox and marvin bagley but in the past 10 games, their win-loss record is 6-4. to four. Um, Crazy to think how they would do if everyone was healthy. I think my answer to this, and people are going to scoff a little bit, Harrison Barnes is kind of hitting his stride um, in his... I don't even know how long he's been in the NBA, but he's really being like a veteran presence on a Sacramento team that really doesn't have that many people right now. Van Vliet and Dinwiddie normally are like like the second go-to players on a team are absolutely um, trucking through the competition right now. Hassan put up 10 blocks. I played Hassan this week. He slapped me in his face with his 10 blocks. I was, that was, he did me dirty. I think a couple weeks ago I was talking about Alec Burks. And he's doing good. He's doing well. Alec Burks did go off for a little bit. But right now, he's he, he's still going to give you 15 points and 5 boards, 3 assists, 3 4 assists. 1.5 steals is really good. 1.8 3s. But he has a lot of usage um, and a lot of production. But he's shooting 37% from the field, which 
is terribly inefficient. So he's like, he's like a very good hot dog, but you don't like relish, and there's a little bit of relish on there, and that's that's what those those percentages are right now. It's like a little bit of relish on a on a hot dog that no one no one really wanted in the first place. Jonas Valanciunas is absolutely decimating right now. Um, he had a, a small hiccup, he had a little illness, but aside from that, he's averaging for this week 22 points and 14 boards with 2.3 blocks on 63% field goal percentage. That's that's pretty goddamn dirty, I have to say. Players who I feel have finally um, been producing the production they were expected to produce at the beginning during the pre-draft rankings. Uh, Drew Holiday is finally hitting his stride in a New Orleans offense that has the highest pace in the NBA um, without Zion Williamson. So can you imagine what would happen if Zion decides to come back? Second dude who's finally producing where he should be producing, Buddy Heald is, is finally putting up some numbers. He put up 11 three-pointers, threes against... Um, Boston Celtics, which have one of the toughest defenses in the NBA right now, so that's nothing to scoff at. Lastly, people, players who are underperforming and are really kind of just digging a hole. So whoever owns these players, it really sucks to own them this year, but um, Mitchell Robinson isn't putting any of the elite blocks that he was projected to have at the beginning of the year, and it's really hurting teams because that's the only category that he was expected to get. And I mean, it's not his fault. Um, the Knicks kind of just look lost on offense and defense. So, Knicks are trash. <laughs> Brody, Russell Westbrook, ain't, he ain't cutting it in a from a fantasy standpoint, but from a team's perspective, I think he's really helping Harden um, diversify the offense. Um, him pushing the ball up in transition is really helping uh, just put the the onus away from. Uh, forcing Harden to ISO and create his shot. Um, it's just it's less work and easier offense for Harden, which I think probably goes a long way in creating a lot of the the high pointage um, spectacle production that Harden has been putting up so far this year. Melo's doing so well. I'm so happy. He is finally, after just not being drafted, not being signed, I'm... It's really just nice to see. So wholesome. It's just very wholesome. That's what it is. Like, it's just such an elite player finally get his daps, you know? Um, he's shooting... What? What is he shooting at? For this past seven days, he is shooting 17 points, 6 boards, 2.2 assists, 46, 46% field goal. Really pretty good for 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 his position. And the games that he's been playing, it started with with L's, but um, in the past three games, he's he's pulled up big wins for um, for the Portland Trailblazers. He's actually he might be putting in a, a decent amount of influence and in scoring that they might have needed uh, for the Portland offense. In general, torch news, um, we had a question from someone in the torch fam asking about adding a di dynasty league segment to the podcast and uh personally i'll be honest i don't actually play in that many dynasty leagues myself um so i can't promise anything substantial or consistent in that category 
That being said, I'm down to drop in some of my own dynasty guesses here and there. Um, so for those of y'all who don't do dynasty, essentially you get to keep most, if not all of your fantasy players from year to year. So as you can imagine, um, there's much less streaming in favor of holding on to players with upside and uh, youth over uh, the older players who are tre probably trending down towards the end of their NBA careers. Yeah, uh, so what are some important things to look at? It's uh, uh, the upside of the player, uh, uh, potential for improvement, uh, having young knees. Young bodies will probably be ideal if you're going to be um, drafting for a dynasty league, right? So there are likely two types of modes you are in for dy a dynasty league. You're either rebuilding if you're losing in that fantasy league, um, so you're preparing for the next year, the following year, or you're fighting for your life and you're trying to contend and you're, um, you need your players to play right, like good, right, meow, like right meow, immediately, like meow. So seeing as how the season just started, we're only in week six, you're probably not thinking about um, tanking or uh, tanking slash rebuilding or contending right now. You're still just trying to figure out where your team is at. Um, and I mean, we all play to win. So you could try to grab someone off the waivers. Um, that'll be tough, I guess. So uh, the real winning strat, though, I would recommend is to trade. And so I would recommend looking at your friends, your coworkers, or whatever, whoever's in your league. Um, some of them who aren't doing so hot this year, uh, likely maybe because of injury, but also because they have their hands cuffed to, to certain players. And these, in these darkest of days, maybe, just maybe, for just one hot second, they're thinking, hey, maybe I can trade away some of these players because I'm losing. And they, so they look at their broken team and they're trying to stem the hemorrhaging, gaping hole of their team, the debilitated squad, right? And they're probably thinking, oh, my friend is offering me a beautiful trade. Maybe I should take him up on this beautiful trade. And that's where you come in. Uh, I would recommend floating a trade uh, for Marvin Bagley, DeAndre Ayton, or uh, John Collins, if you can. Uh, Ayton and Collins are coming back in late December, um, and so these players are uh, have high upside potential, um, right? They're incredibly young and are on they are on the Phoenix Suns and uh, Atlanta Hawks, both teams that are uh, reinventing themselves and have a lot of minutes to be played for these two players. So these players are going to be. Um, just just gold, um, especially in a dynasty league where you get to keep certain certain players. This is probably your best opportunity to um, get these guys because when they start when these guys start playing, Marvin Bagley, Aiton, and John Collins, they're not gonna slow down, and you're not gonna be able to get them later on. Um, and they're all so young. God, uh, they're. Luca, oh my God! Not, I I don't even want to talk about Luca or Trey. You're not gonna get Luca or Trey this year, but if you can, or if someone's willing to give you Luca or Trey for something, I, I I'd say give, even if you want, just give away your first round pick. I don't even know who it is, but 
if you wanted to change something about your team, I would I might just give away your your first round pick for Luca this year because he is producing at a high volume, right? Um, and so, but back to the topic of Bagley, Aiton, John Collins. This is the only time you're gonna get them, so try to get that locked down ASAP. And that's probably my my only thing for for dynasty leagues this week. Um, I'll think of more if if that comes up though. Okay, so we're going to end this episode this time with uh, Injury Report and then the 420 download. So, Injury Report. So, this is the, oh dear God, Holiday Edition. Um, we are heading into December, and we are in prime time. Prime time for having amazing players come back. And I am excited as he- all heck. Um, so before I get started, let me just go through the big guys that got hurt. Um, Otto uh, might be coming back by the end of the week. Marvin Bagley III um, is coming back soon as well. Kyrie, hopefully going to pop off the bench. So we'll see how Dinwiddie continues to produce. Uh, LMA, sorry, LaMarcus Aldridge and... D'Angelo Russell are also quietly returning this week. Kyle Lowry, um, Lowry is taking his sweet time to get back. Uh, Toronto is winning even without him, so they'll be cautious with his return. So I wouldn't expect too much, but at the same time, he's slated to return. Marcus Morris um, hopefully comes back. Derek Favors was out for just personal issues. He should be back by the end of this week. The big injury that went down, though, was John Morant. He went down, and he, he could be out for a couple of weeks um, he's on a week-to-week basis. Tyus Jones is the hot pickup right now um, across the league. If you wanted to pick him up, you could. If you don't, you don't have to. I mean, just to talk about why I'm so excited for these players to come back in December, um, the NBA... Uh, December uh, Christmas holiday is when the NBA probably gets the most casual fans and a lot of the uh, post-football pre-playoff NFL fans will have nothing to watch. Uh, This is where they come in. Ideally, the NBA plans to have um, a lot of its uh, NBA games slated for around Christmas Day. And in order for these players to... Um, be watchable or have great games uh, a lot of the NBA teams will push to have their players be ready for Christmas Day and so that's why I'm so excited because now we're finally going to be able to see a lot of the players that we missed out on at the beginning of the year come back from injury um, and this is post precaution this is cautions of the win we need to get these players back and ready for Christmas Day games and we are about to see a crazy month of basketball. So I, I'm i personally very excited to, to see how this turns out. Um, all these players that we didn't haven't been, been able to see for all season. John Collins coming back third week of, of December too. This this might be just, oh my god, Zion, my friggin' Williamson is about, to, is about to show up. And we're about to see it how dominant a force he could possibly be is the hype as real as everyone says it is i don't know i don't know we'll we'll see we'll see 
All right, so we're going to finish with a 420 download, um, just listing off teams that have four games or two games. Um, there's going to be 12 teams with four games, so I'm not going to list through all of them. Um, the teams with two games are the Celtics and the Spurs. Um, and every week, uh, when you're even if you're streaming, it's going to come down to what stats you need. Um, so the way I see it, you stream accordingly, right? Um, but you don't drop too many of your valuable players. So on Tuesday, um, the, four, the, the four teams that will have back-to-backs are the Mavs, the Lakers, the Heat, and the Trailblazers. And of those teams, um, the Mavs are about to feast because they're playing against the New Orleans Pelicans and the... Who was it? They're playing... Oh, Minnesota Timberwolves um, starting Tuesday. So they're... I If... The only player I can see, if Tim Hardaway Jr. is on the waivers, I would say pick him up. He might be a good uh, speculative ad just because, yeah, they're, they they need a third scorer and a third option, and he's the he's the best option for that. The Lakers also have a back-to-back, right? Um, however, uh, the Lakers are the type of team that don't necessarily show up for you on a fantasy stat sheet, um, though the entire squad uh, has a positive plus-minus which is good for the team and good for the team in general, like as the Lakers in general. Uh, but this is just an, another example of just having great players, but a bad fantasy squad. Um, for the Heat, uh, they're starting the back-to-backs right on Tuesday as well. Uh, Nunn, Drogic, Harrow um, are all potential ads you could do, but uh, they're playing top eight defenses in the Raptors and the Jazz. So I... I, I don't know. It's just it might be a hit or miss. I don't think it's worth it. The Trailblazers are have a satisfying um, competition uh, this week with their back to backs starting Tuesday. Um, so I would pick up Melo Rodney Hood because um, I mean if you're into it, Rodney Hood is going to give you 15 points, two to three boards, a couple assists, maybe um, a steal, and he's going to shoot efficiently and provide lo- low turnovers. So he's just like an easy easy plug-and-play, easy streaming option. On Thursday, back-to-back, you're going to have the Nuggets and the Wizards. Um, For the Nuggets, I would speculatively add Gary Harris, just because he's getting so many minutes on the Denver Nuggets. And this is it's about time that he's he finally blows up. Um, He had a really good great great game recently. Um, So we'll see if he does well with the Wizards. Um, Mo Moritz Wagner, Mo Wagner is down, and Rui Hachimura and Davis Bertans are two of the dudes who are the key beneficiaries from this. So Rui, he has the potential to be a star in the NBA. Um, right now, he's probably not being utilized to the best of his abilities. Um, so if you if you want to take a speculative grab of him. On Thursday, I, no one's going to blame. It's a, it's a pretty good decision. Um, it Ish Smith, uh, if you really guys, if you guys really want to gamble, but I, I, I personally wouldn't pick any of those two guys up. And then the the second back to back for the Mavericks um, will start on Saturday, as well as the Sixers will start on Saturday. I could uh, potentially see a speculative 
speculative ad for Matisse Tybal. Um, Josh Richardson is out, and uh, Matisse is the rookie that was drafted in this year's 2019 um, NBA draft. So uh, I don't see why the Sixers wouldn't play him just to give him a little run and pr- possibly provide value for him when they're trying to trade down the line. Um, the Mavs, on the other hand, again, I would pick up Tim Hardaway Jr. Simple. For any of y'all streaming this week, make sure that you're not dropping anyone too valuable. Again, you don't want to lose anyone that's going to be a great asset to your squad. And if any of your players are playing within top 100, I would say just hold on to them. So, um, I don't know. Let's see how you do next week. Let's, let's, let's see how things go, right? This week, I want to ed- end the episode on just random stats that I, I saw um, uh, in the game. Stats that uh, might be interesting. So which teams are undefeated at home? Um, so why did I, I looked this up because I saw that Ben Simmons uh, came up with a huge deal on Saturday night. Uh, and then they took the W. And then the announcer said that they kept their streak up of home of like not losing any home games. I was like, oh, wow. So what teams haven't lost any home games? So the four teams so far are the Celtics, the Heat, 76ers and the Toronto Raptors and then yeah it's kind of crazy um, it'll, it'll be crazy to see if they they're able to keep up this home game streak uh, most teams don't but it's just a random stat to keep track of I guess yep that'll be it for this week um, yeah let's get hyped for the holiday season whoa oh yeah um, please remember to uh, subscribe and rate me and review me if you guys get a chance Really appreciate it. Thanks, friends. Um, I'll see you guys later.